Hello and welcome to the Jeep and Bubba podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jeep and Bubba Coron, and we are back with the all new format. And this time we got Johnny Walsh and Shelby. I don't know, I just can't think of your last name. Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> I don't think I've ever called you by your last name. Uh, Shelby Thomas. I don't know if I knew your last name. First name I just called him Old Shelves. Yeah. Uh, me and Johnny have uh, known each other since high school. Johnny was a freshman when I was a senior. We played football together. And uh, we've run around this town quite a long time. And um, reconnected over Jeeps. And then, uh, I don't even know how we met, Shelby. Through Jeeps? Yeah, no, uh, I followed you on Instagram because you oh, had man. the JCR Cherokee. Oh, you had, a, you had a Cherokee. I, had Cherokee. I almost forget. I had the deer, and you commented on my all-black grill. I yeah. put all that good stuff in. That's right. So, and through then, Instagram. Yeah. And then after that. Then I sold I, you parts for that extra. Yeah. And then for the JK. And then we started wheeling together. So, yeah, I mean, Jeeps brought us together. So, that's cool. Cool, cool. Well, Johnny um, just recently moved to, to Dawsonville, which is an awesome town. And then uh, Shelby lives up in the um, middle of nowhere, Tennessee. <laughs> like, basically Kentucky. Basically. Yeah, yeah, right. And me and Johnny actually want to come visit you at some point, maybe this summer, so we can do the uh, Land of Lakes Butter ride. What was that? Turkey Bay. Turkey yeah, Bay. Turkey Land Bay. Land between the lakes. Yeah. So, yeah. We can go camping out there, too. That'd be good. So, um, anyways, with the new format, so we're, if you didn't listen to the last one, I'm, I'm trying to bring two guests, two of my friends, every time I can, and um, today, Shelby uh, came down from Tennessee to get a set of steps, and some 37-inch Toyo tires, and some new Mamba wheels, and he got a, uh, a license plate, ta- I call them a tramp stamp, but from Cab Fab, he put on the back door, and uh, I got some wire, like the lighting wired up on it, it's all good, so... Um, we, we greased some joints and Johnny's, not Johnny joints, but Johnny's Johnny's <laughs> joints on his Jeep got some grease and uh, yeah, the guys are. If you hear any noise in the background, the guys are doing a transfer case right now um, on an XJ out in the shop. But we're in the office. Some of you are seeing this on YouTube being filmed. I will tell you at home, YouTube, I've got twenty minutes of 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 SD card space, so. We might go a little bit longer than that on the audio form. If you listen to audio, don't worry about it. But if you're seeing this visually and you want to hear the full thing, just go to Spotify, iTunes, um, whatever it may be, uh, whatever your favorite, Rocket Cast, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, and just Google search or just search Jeep and Bubba. Or you can Google search Jeep and Bubba podcast and it'll pull up to you. You want to get the full version. So we're going to give you our best 20 minutes up front and then we'll put the garbage at the end. No, it's all going to be good, right? <laughs> And if it's just so you guys, if you're worried, I'm not pulling my podcast off of Spotify because of Joe Rogan. I'm just don't have to worry about Did it. Did he get banned? No, 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 he didn't get banned. But no, there's a whole bunch of stuff. No, there. Um, canceled. Neil, canceled Neil Young pulled his own music off of Spotify because yeah, okay. of Joe Rogan. When's the last time you listened to a Neil Young? Song? No, I've never listened to That's a Neil Young I'm song. Saying, so. Alabama said Southern man don't need Neil Young round. So I don't need I don't right. I don't need that son of a gun. That's good. <laughs> it's in Sweet Home Alabama, like it's in the lyrics. Black, Hope Neil Young will remember. Southern Sports. man don't need him around. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah turn it up, son. Oh, the Jeep and Bow supports the JRE. The JRE, yeah, man, I want to be on the JRE. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think all he's doing is like he's libertarian. Who like tries not to sway either way, 
and just likes to listen to different people's opinions. Yeah. And because he talked to some controversial people, he's apparently now controversial and spreading information, which all he really is doing is interviewing people. So those are like noble doctors, but yeah, 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 though, yeah. But there's no politics here. On well, maybe like politics with land closing or something, <laughs> but not very much politics here on the Jeep and Bubba podcast. We're here to bring all the best Jeep and um, off-road information, and we're just going to have a little um, talk today about a couple of different things. Last time, I brought up the topic of Jeepers that need to be, um, you know, if they can, try to be a little bit more self-reliant, learn their vehicles, maybe learn how to do a little bit of maintenance on them, um, driver responsibility, peeking underneath the vehicle or having your mechanic check it out or have some gear or this that or the other uh and we got some decent response on it some people came back asked some questions on it some laughed about it but but um yeah we got some decent response on that um what i'd like to kind of talk about today is uh kind of a whole different thing than that is trails in general okay so a lot of people when they're building their jeep uh, they think about like what colors they want to accessorize with, what size tire they want to run, what size lift. Blah, blah, blah. But like I think the like the last thing a lot of people think about is what trails they want to specifically run, and that's the most important thing to me besides like figuring out what size tire size you want. So for me, I keep kicking myself on my own JL. I'm like, I wish I had 37s, but the trails I wanted to run in that Jeep were Overland style trails. Go be able to go out west, visit my family in Florida, like have a smaller tire size that's not killing gas wearing out components and like be able to wheel most of america and then some of the harder trails well it adds a real challenge like you know we went out to um uh stony. Well, not stony stony i did okay but what's the little park in um gulches i mean there was just some obstacles i couldn't do uh yeah well you worry was fine but until we got to the that big daniel. section daniel but but yeah when we were at gulches there was an obstacle that you ran and I couldn't run, and it was I hadn't didn't have enough ground clearance. I was like a turtle on that thing. So. Oh my god! Yeah. So that's when I'm like, man, I wish I had a three inch and thirty sevens, and maybe I'll do that eventually. But uh, that's gonna mean gears and all that. But I think uh, what I would like to inspire uh, off roaders to think about is like, what trails do you want to run? Maybe you don't want to run trails at all, and you just want to look. That's awesome. Now you can forget about a lot of stuff. Now you just think. I just need a basic lift that doesn't require a lot of maintenance and, you know, whatever t- size tire I want that I can fit with the lift I want. And I think that's important when you're picking a lift is, like, you may want to consider a joint that doesn't require being greased every three months, like a rock crawler joint or a Heim joint or a Johnny joint or something like that, where um, if you're somebody who's planning, like, you know, I'm going to daily drive this, but I, w- I want to run the hardest trails I can find, well, maybe you want a long-arm kit that's going to require a little bit more maintenance. So... It is important to think about that, and it's okay for you to change your mind along the way. If you build an overland rig and you want to get into rock crawling or you're a rock crawler and you want to dumb it down for, not dumb it down, but like, you know, maybe make it a little bit more accessible for overland, that's totally fine to change, but I hate buying things twice, so you guys have any uh, commentary on that? I think um, if you haven't built a Jeep, that's a very solid piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I fortunately was I didn't build my Jeep from the ground up, um, but if 
I ever do. Probably will sometime in my lifetime. Um, Start from scratch. I will definitely keep that in mind because it's not necessarily something that I've thought about as like, what do I want to, what trails am I going to be, or what do I want to run? But like another one would be like, what trails are you going to be on most of the time? Mm -hmm. um, because just because you're going to go up a rock wall, you know, maybe once, twice in that Jeep doesn't mean you should go 37s, 38s. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that's a solid piece of advice. You know, one thing we get asked a lot here, or, or not even asked, people go, yeah, I want a 37-inch Ridge Grappler. I'm like, why the Ridge Grappler? Well, it's quiet. I like the way it looks. My friend has it on his truck. Well, are you going to wheel it? Oh, yeah. Uh, are you run it in Georgia Clay? Yeah. Mm, that's not the tire for you. You're going to yeah. want a Trail Grappler on that one, or, you know, if you want to stick with the Nitto brand. But the Ridge Grappler packs up mud fast, you know, real quick. So that's the kind of talks we have with our customers here. But for those of you that are just listening and, and – um, or maybe have a different shop that does your work, or you're just trying to do some research on your own. I like to to do the research on like the specific equipment that it would work great, you know, for the trails that I want to run. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really hard to go wrong with a Toyota Renato, you know, their mud tire because it's a very streetable tire. Um, I've been impressed. We did the Patagonias, the Milestars on our project Jeep we're doing, and they're real quiet. They ride yeah. great on the road. Really quiet. Got road manners that are really well. So um, Shelby's just switching. We're flip-flopping. Yeah. Shelby's going from the Nittos to the Toyos, and I'm going from Toyos to Nittos, but they're both great tires, both MTs. So um, what do you got, Shelby? Words of wisdom. No, words of wisdom. <laughs> uh, great. I Thanks, Shelby. Awesome words. <laughs> Leave me alone. The two guys that are drinking beers have a little bit more information than the guy chugging a bang right now. <laughs> <laughs> All the focus in the world. Uh, Too many words. So I built my Jeep based off of, uh, like, I watched a bunch of videos. I'm a big YouTube guy. Based off what Lightbright does? Is that how you... Uh, Lightbright. <laughs> uh, like... Uh, I really like Rockstar Garage. Okay. All those things. So I was like, man, I want to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so then me and you were talking. Yep. I ended up sailing on the rock crawler. But then I really didn't know about all the maintenance mm -hmm. that comes with it. Yeah. So if you get if you get rock crawler, which I, I'm not, you know, wouldn't pick on them, but they're awesome. They, Jeremy will tell you, once a month, spray the joints with WD-40. Every three months, grease them again. Yeah. With a very specific GL1 grease that is get a order. It's not on the shelf at your local, you know, parts store. And you know how that is where you are. Yeah. Fifty dollars a case. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. I got a case at the yeah. house. You said. But uh huh. You were saying. Rock now, crawler. Rock crawler has a new joint and yeah. it don't require maintenance. It's only on the one side. Yeah. So that's even better a bit easier. for anybody that wants some good flex. One yeah. side. Huh? One side. Uh frame side. It's a different kind of bushing. Yeah, now you're seeing TerraFlex doing the IR bushings that give you a lot of flex, no maintenance, and they're quiet. There's a whole there's all kind of different same, options. Same deal, yeah. yeah, same idea. But um but basically, the idea you know, that I'm bringing up is kind of think about where you want to take it. If you just want to run a forestry road, you know, you only need a 32, 33 inch tire. You don't need a whole lot, but you might want it to look cooler, you know, and, and you might want it to be a little bit bigger. Or you might say, you know, like, I want to make Windrock my home 
Turf Place, you know, our joy of the year as an off-road group is going to Wind Rock. So, like, I think that's our pinnacle place. Like, that's where we set our North Star is, like, I want this thing to succeed at Wind Rock. And then if it can do that, it can succeed on a lot honestly, of the trails. though, you know, it's... Windrock's pretty nasty. It is, yeah. So it's got everything. It's kind of a good proving ground, yeah. It is for us, yeah. Especially well, the time of year we go. Yeah, we it's always, always muddy. we always end it's up going in February. I bought yeah. boots for this go around. I ain't wearing Did you? Around shoes. You got yeah. mud boots? Yeah, that's funny. I'm just gonna wear my Crocs. Yeah. See, I was gonna do. <laughs> I didn't want the mud match between my toes. Oh, did you got your boat shoes? I do got those. Yeah, the I blue ones. I wear those all the time now. They're oh super wow. Comfortable. <laughs> Nice. You make fun, but they're like a little shrimp boat captain. <laughs> <laughs> deck shoes, dude. Deck shoes. Yeah, yeah so shoes. when you're talking you can't about, talk like that on this channel. You're uh-huh. talking about thinking about your build on what trails you uh-huh. run. Uh, I think, I mean, I don't know about most Jeepers, um, but eventually you're going to hear about the Badge of Honor app. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that. It's hard to base like what. Bro, oh, I got that's crazy. Like if you're like, hey, I, I just discovered the Jeep Badge of Honor app, mm-hmm. and I want to build my Jeep to be able to conquer all these Some of badges. Can't even do anymore. Um, yeah, the ones we did at Stony was impossible. Gut Buster Buster is, you couldn't do. It. Needs to not be on there. Yeah. If you go to the comments on that, that's all it says, anyways. But yeah, it's a buggy trail, and even then, it's like you can't do it. Yeah. So, um, but for the most part, that is an interesting thought, right? If you if most of those trails would be good to have a 35 37 for but you got to realize you're going to have to transport to if you're on the west coast you're going to come to the east coast to get them all if you're on the east coast you're going to the west coast so at some point you're going to transport it are you going to tow it or are you going to drive it so Mm -hmm. at that point do you want to drive 37s 38s 40s cross country it's doable absolutely but do you want to do that so um that is a uh, that's a good point as far as and I'm all about street that street tires in a trailer. I think yeah. with a Gladiator on forties, I don't. There's a lot of people that run that and they have no complaints. Well, I mean, I I've rode around forties that make no noise. If you're um, rocking a Gladiator in forties, you're not going to complain about the cost of the tire. I would yeah. love that Gladiator. But you thinking about how much heat that those tires generate? How many components that you're wearing out running that big of a tire down the road? That's true. So if you're running that on a data 44 and you're swapping out to a 60, um, I mean, it, it might ride good, but like, you know, I drove my JK cross country with 37s on it. And when I traded it in at 45,000 miles, I, it felt like I had 100 on that thing. <laughs> I mean, it was beat up. It had done the Rubicon and it had done, driven cross country. Um, it was like I was constantly changing stuff. Wooly, he's got 40 something thousand on his. And he's like, radiator, idler pulley, tire, and it's like constant. It's just like, um, I heard a stat the other day, a thousand miles off road is a three thousand miles on road, so it's that's the equivalent. So, um, you know, if you're if you're taking it off road every weekend, and then you're driving cross country, I don't know, but um, if you got if you got forties in a gladiator, you probably have a a Ram thirty five hundred in a car trailer too. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Sports car, yeah, or you can always flat tow. You know, that's my dream is is to uh, have a way to flat tow, whether it's a, a school bus so that I build into a camper or like an RV or something That'd like. Cool. Yeah, to go out and get the rest of those badges. But <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, we're gonna get to the section where we have our guests bring some information. Shelby brought nothing, but um, actually, I have something I'm gonna bug him about. But uh, Johnny has. Prepared a wonderful segment here, so take it away, Johnny. <laughs> um, so, 
Recently, so basically how I came up with this topic was I kind of related stuff that I've gone gone through off-road on the trail. Um, like emotionally? No. Not oh, okay. Emotionally. I mean, I mean, you do need to be in the right state of mind. That's a whole other podcast. Um, that is that would be a whole other topic. You do need to be in the right state of mind. Yeah. Um, it plays a big factor. Huge factor. Um but what I was going to go after was the recovery aspect mm, yeah. of it. And that, many layers. The gear that you need mm-hmm. for the situations, mm-hmm. um, the people you're with, yep. and the knowledge. And also, um, what I was going to bring up, the organizational side of recovery. Because sure. um, you don't want to be fumbling in your Jeep. Because you have your chairs, your cooler, mm-hmm. you know everything that you have with you. Yeah, when an emergency situation happens... You need to know where the recovery gear is. You got to have the recovery gear, yeah. and then you need to know how it works. For sure. So that's an important thing, and it's not something that you could really just go watch YouTube for. You can't, but but you're gonna. It's, it's like an experience thing that you got to do over and over and over, mm-hmm. and you got to understand like when do I need a snatch block? When do I need a winch versus when do I need to use a flat strap versus when do I need to use a kinetic strap? And um, sh- soft shackles, should I use a uh, D-ring or bow shackles? Slow toe. Um, yeah, do we go hard here? Do we form a Jeep train? Uh, what is it that we need to do? Um, set an anchor? When do we use max tracks or, you know, traction boards? That kind of thing. So, yeah, and ironically... Um, we did all that on our... <laughs> Everyone has the winner, but like ironically, like the third person in the room has probably been like a great example. Of, Shelby, um, yeah. not necessarily ditch recovery, the recovery, but like <laughs> teaching me a lot about it's recovery. Um, <laughs> so, so those of you who don't know, I'm sure Brad's mentioned it. You almost fell off the side of a mountain, not yeah. even a mountain. That yeah, was a just a gully thing. Well, at Stony, but then you almost fell into a That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the ravine. So when you come off Flatland Road in Georgia, um, if you kick a little rooster tail hard left and you don't keep traction, you can slide off into what is that about thirty five foot, forty yeah, foot yeah, drop? Yeah. It's on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go viral, oh, yeah, but it's on there, but <laughs> Well, yeah, they had a few views, a couple yeah. thousand. Yeah. We had an anchor. Yeah. yeah, we had an anchor. So we used traction of... boards. We had um, two toe inches strap. and a toe strap, right? Yeah. yeah, we almost snapped a winch. And the key to it too was communication. So we had to have the radios to be able to talk to everyone that's recovering, and that's key. Like, oh my god, you either gonna have to learn hand signals or yell, or if you have radios, then you can talk to everybody in every vehicle. So that is yelling huge. is terrible. Which, by the way, for Windrock, I'm moving over to a Midland. Oh, I want one, too. We have to say goodbye to the My, camera. Uh, camera, I'm sure you just have a few minutes left. Eat your prunes. Thanks for watching. We'll be seeing you. Audio folks, keep listening. We're going to keep going on with this. But thanks for watching at home, YouTube. This is Shelby, Johnny. You know, at some point, that'll die. I think there's only a few seconds left. I can see it ticking away. So, Dang, we'll be seeing good. you. Yeah, so I just got the Midland 15 watt with the controls on the uh, handle. handle. So I'm going to pop that in the jail before. I want uh, one. Yeah, and uh, Nathan just got one. Um, yeah. <laughs> so shout out Kevin for getting that awesome. But video. the one you had was fairly complicated versus like the it Midland. Is. It's just like you just put it on the channel. I couldn't and, figure it but, out. That's why I took it out. Yeah. 
And I'm going to eventually put the 15 watt in the Manchi um, and put a 50 watt in the JL. You're reaching out. Yeah, I want to get like 40 miles <laughs> yeah. out. You have to get a big antenna for that though? No, no it's no, just wattage. Just that little yeah. stubby. The little antenna. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to have that for Windrock. So hopefully I can help communicate a little bit get better. A little bit but, further. Um, but that's key part of recovery is communication mm-hmm. and having everybody on board. You should always, in every recovery situation, have someone in charge. There can't be four people telling one guy, hey, winch, don't winch, hold on, pull your left. Do the-. There needs to be one clear voice saying this is what we're doing. Because mm-hmm. uh, if not, the- whoever's in the, the danger zone, the-, the driver that needs recovered or whatever, he is at danger because... There's literally he doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. So yeah, I think people yeah, yelling at you. Yeah, nine times out of ten, when you're getting recovered in a jeep. It is. I mean, unless it's a mud pit, mm-hmm. you're in a pretty dangerous situation. Yeah, where you like need to get out of there fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the ditch. Yeah, the ditch was like all right. Well, I heard you over the radio. You're like, Brad needs to come back. I'm in a bad spot. Oh, I'm like, yeah. well, no. When he was at, um, oh yeah, we were coming off Flatlands. Yeah. Um, Boy, Dayton was so mad at me. Well, she jumped out and left you. She, she did. You. And you were at a point where it would have probably been dangerous for you to get out. Uh, yeah, there, yeah, there, I couldn't have got out. So, uh, and then you had a brake line break. So it was like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about the brake line. And you brought yeah. spares, which was great. So you had some, some some points for that but um so basically what we had to do is set an anchor in case you slid back we did traction boards to kind of give you some traction on your own vehicle um and we set up multiple winches just because basically if we pulled you forward you could still slide down the hill we pull you backwards still slide laterally down the hill but so we had to we had to pull laterally up and pull forward yeah and have an anchor i didn't have any good uh Toe points either because I didn't have my bumper at the time uh-huh. and I just had that running board. Yep. So we had to. So I ha- I hooked to your running board and and then uh, who was Russ the, had Russ? the back Russ I think. Back, yeah. Was it Kyle in the front? No, I pulled him. Oh, Johnny yeah. in the front. Yeah. yeah. So Johnny, you were flat strapped to him in the front, right? Yeah. He. And then we had a winch in the back and then I had a winch on the side. That was how it went. Yeah. You can watch this video actually if you check out just search Flatlands on the Jeep and Bubba yeah. YouTube channel. It exists. Uh, it's also on our TikTok. Um, so you can check all that out at the Jeep and Bubba TikTok. Um, I'm sure everyone who listens to a podcast has a TikTok channel or a TikTok account <laughs> as well. So I do not have a TikTok account. Oh no. <laughs> well, eventually the TikToks make it to reels and you might see That's it. That's where I, yeah, yeah, you might see it there. Well, is there any other points that you have? I know you've been looking at gear recently. Is there like any top tips on that, um, world or anything popping out to you that you're like, in the recovery world? Yeah, like, is there new gear, anything you like, anything like that you think, you know, was a must-have for our listeners? Um, viewers? I don't, there's nothing new, per se, for me. I got, yeah. I don't want to say I have it all. I got things that I think I'll need. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe traction boards, but to be honest, if you run traction boards, cool. I haven't really, I don't know if they do a whole lot, depending on the situation you're in, Um if you can't run a winch, I think they're a great option. But I got so, winch kinetic that you gave me from a birthday shout out. So um, the, the traction boards on the winter trip, I used them as a bridge. Yeah. To stack because there was a guy that needed to come out of a ditch, so I got his like tire up a little higher. Mm-hmm. So I typically I'm using the traction boards as like 
like a rock basically versus like I'm not digging someone out and sticking it like underneath their Protection. tire because a lot of times they'll just sling it out anyways. That's, yeah, that's that's what I. Was but thinking. for me, it's like getting their tire a little bit higher. And then at Stony, we used it a couple of times as like a stacking tool. Yeah, I forgot about versus that. Versus like that's true stacking I'm rocks. Switch yeah. back to use your daddy, wouldn't it? Yeah, we used them there, but it's yeah. not. I mean, I rarely break them out. Yeah, I think that if you have a winch, I think that you mm-hmm. should definitely have a winch yep. on your vehicle. Um, toe strap. Mm-hmm. I mean, before even that, if you're gonna have a winch, you need a tree saver. I definitely think you should at least have mm-hmm. one soft shackle, mm-hmm. but multiple different kinds of shackles. Um, and then a kinetic rope's great. Just got mm-hmm. that. Um, finding that to be more useful than a toe strap in yep. those situations. I think that right there, if you have those things, like there's not really much. Yeah, much you're gonna need a snatch lock for I, sure. I got asked um, at the Scottles and Bottles show Sunday, like Gear like, America kit, or they make kits that are great. Yeah, having a full kit. There's, you know, Gear America makes it. Um, Rugged Ridge makes a kit. War makes a kit. Yep, yeah, um, ARB makes a kit, mm-hmm. and it kind of has everything. There was a guy that asked me on Sunday. He goes, if I could buy one thing, and I got. You know, 40 bucks, what should I buy? I was like, a 30-foot flat strap. And the reason I say that is, you can take a flat strap, run it around a tree, and double it back, and that can be your your tree saver. You can use it between two vehicles to recover. You can use it as a winch extension. So you can use it as, like, multiple pieces. And then as you're building your kit out, you're going to want to add a way to connect things, like D-ring shackles, soft shackles. You're going to definitely want, like you said, snatch block, connect rope and then i like to have a tree saver that's not a 30 foot strap just a six or eight foot or 10 foot strap as my tree saver um but i carry all i know you carry all that stuff too so um it's important to have our group has kind of slowly been adding kinetics like you have a kinetic yeah um russ russ and nathan have kinetics now i think kevin has one kevin so i think one of them windrock trips he let me borrow his full backpack so uh they're nice. And you know what we're talking about? Basically, if you take a flat strap, and I've seen this, and you drive as fast as you can, it will explode the strap because the kinetic energy will actually stop in the middle. So it's like if you have a wave, that wave just crashes that Jeep and it pops. It gets tight real quick. It's like it a just snaps. Snap. It just snaps. But if you have a kinetic, basically it's like a bungee cord, it's an elastic. So as your Jeep pulls on it, it moves slowly down, and all that energy is used to pull the Jeep or the, whatever vehicle you're recovering. You feel it. Probably a Toyota out of the situation. The kinetic rope is gonna is gonna like gently pull it out of there Ford. in a safe way. A Ford, yeah. Well, Fords break down before they get to the trailhead, <laughs> so uh, you know. But um, anyways, it's nice to have a kinetic, and there are options anywhere from like. A $70, $100 Rugged Ridge versus you can get up to above a rope and getting a couple hundreds there. And, and uh, I have a master pool, but but there are a lot of different options. It's good to have something, you know, whatever you can afford. The Where you don't want to cheap out, to me, is on the uh, the metal uh, D-rings or bow shackles. Oh, yeah. Because if you have a cheaper one, if that thing breaks... Now you've got a chunk of metal flying through That's the a air. Death wish. It is. So you'll see a lot of guys running the factor fifty fives using closed loop systems, not running hooks anymore. And uh if we're talking new tech, you know, recovery, soft shackles are, are getting big and there's a reason for that because they're so much safer. But 
Uh, Factor 55 now has their snatch block. And a couple people have copied it, but it looks like a little donut. It's oh, a little, the little pucks? Little puck. It's yeah. Little, now, that's not great for changing direction, but it's very good if, if you're recovering. Like, say you're pulling yourself out of a mud hole directly to a tree that's in front of you. Because that's going to double yeah. the strength of your winch. And it's something you can keep in your back pocket. It's so small. It's smaller than a dip can. You know, it's just a little plastic, uh, uh, I'm sure it's polymer or something. But they're expensive, though. They're, you're looking at, you know, yeah. Oh, they're over 100 Really? Yeah, yeah okay. they're pricey. So, they have um, different sizes, too. I think that's... They do. Yeah. And so you could go buy a snatch block from Harbor Freight for 20 bucks. really. You know, even the worn snatch block, I think, is like... 70 or 80 dollars so you're not even a traditional metal one um yeah they have different ones for different but they're heavy they're clunky and they're hard to pack and um but a traditional snatch block is good at changing directions what i mean by that is say you take a left on a trail and you need to recover from the back and there's a guy that's on the right he could winch you from a tree that's to your 45 or to the right of you and, and pull you back around you can change the direction of which way you're being winched or which way you're recovering, that's not something that they advise to do with the Factor 55. So, um, but that's just my two cents on that thing. Yeah. Well, Shelby, what I'm going to bring up with you is uh, we were right before we got on, we were looking at a gladiator that had been bobbed or chopped. So the bed had been brought down. And you were talking about earlier, well, guy, guys couldn't go do a bunch of the badge of honor trails with a gladiator on 40s, which I agree they could. But what do you think about going and wheeling the Gladiator currently, like 33s, 35s? You got that whole overhang um, hanging off the back. Should a guy bob? Should a guy, should he run a 40s? Can he go in 33s? Like, Mm -hmm. is that bed an issue, do you think? Because I know you've been kind of looking into this stuff. Yeah, I look into it a lot. Uh, I mean, probably the most common is everybody's lifting and they're putting 40s on. It's only a few that... <laughs> I'm popping them today. It's Thursday, Thursday, boys. <laughs> it is Thursday, Thursday. Salute. Cheers, Cheers my boy. <laughs> yeah, a little... What's that? That's a bang. Zero calories, though? Uh, black cherry vanilla. I just put I away a, a fresh-squeezed Deschutes IPA, and I just pulled out a Vizzy hard seltzer. Just because it's got uh, vitamin C and antioxidants, and my throat's still just healing up. I lost my voice last week, so I'm getting back in the game. I don't know what superfruit that is, but it's a superfruit drink. There's uh, cherry juice and kiwi in mine, so... Anyways, what were we talking about? Gladiators. Uh, yeah, gladiators. Uh, I think lift kit would probably have to be the, what everybody would have to do, because not mm-hmm. everybody's ready to do it. It's expensive to bob, but yeah. yeah. You're cutting, I think they're cutting 10 inches out. Oh, and so what, what's bobbing? Here? So bobbing basically... Like a 10-inch section or, you know, how much ever. You shorten the bed down. Yeah. yeah. So say you have a 6-foot bed, you're taking it down to a 5-foot, 2-inch bed or something like that. It kind of proportionally looks odd. Uh, when it's all done, though, it kind of looks good with a big bumper on the back of But what you're doing is eliminating your overhang. So you don't scrub as you go. Exactly. So you're yeah. or really dropping in is the issue. When you're coming down off a rock, that yeah. bed is overhanging the tires. Yeah, the so your angle is... You're ruining uh, it. We destroyed my exhaust tube. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of guys in the Tacoma world are being quiet about this whole departure angle thing. The, the departure angle is exactly the same. 
on a stock Tacoma to a Gladiator. Really? When you think about a Tacoma, you're like, oh, the guy, that could wheel. You could put some yeah. big tires on it and wheel it. But the Gladiator just seems linkier. Like, it seems longer, but... So why are they being quiet? Because they're they not... They're, no, because they're not telling you that, like, it's okay to wheel a pickup truck. Like, we've been doing it all this time. They just don't want to give the Jeep guy credit. Like, they're, the, the I think the Gladiator's departure and approach angle is fine. When I look at a Gladiator, I think the issue is the hitch. Yeah. The guys are always scrubbing the hitch. So you need like a tucked up bumper. And I would say, you know, I'm normally like, let's do a two and a half, three inch, three and a half. Let's not go over three and a half. If I was building a Gladiator, I'd be doing a six inch lift and 40s. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting that thing away from the rocks. Like, yeah, I, I think. And they look cooler like that. They do. Yeah. They look terrible in stock form. It's like an yeah. LJ. LJ looks like the Pope Mobile in stock form. <laughs> looks looks awful. No, way of life, dude. Gladiator. It's pretty sweet. It's got like six inch lift. Listen, there's only a few things that are forbidden (laughs) on my social media and saying way of life is one of them. (laughs) If I could cut his ponytail off and donate it (laughs) for charity, I would. Lots of love. That man is a criminal. And so is Rockstar Garage, just so you know. Like (laughs) people who know, like you're naming people I don't like, Shelby. (laughs) If you're listening, you little I'm not going to get into it. I'd cut your ponytail off, though, if I ever see you in public. I see you in Moab. That ponytail's fine. Sorry. Sorry for those of you like way of life. <laughs> I'm feeling it today. Vizzy's got you mm-hmm. going, my boy. Yeah. I skipped lunch so I can have Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> but I do not like way of life. <laughs> but what do they have? Sorry. They I make just, some very well put together videos. He's got a gladiator on uh, I think it's 40s. Mm-hmm. Oh, or the dude with Rebel Off-Road. He's got... Yeah, I like Rebel Off-Road, though. I do like those guys. Yeah, that's why I mentioned it. I yeah, I like the Rebel I guys. Like <laughs> I like Rebel. But, I I actually like model a lot of my marketing on a lower scale than them, but I think they do an amazing job of marketing. So, But yeah, you got to go big. Yeah. Like, we just did one on 37s and a 3.5 to Rubicon, and still, I'm like, it's not that big. I think the... I would like the Bob Bed look. So yeah, I, I think I would still rather either try but to get the father-in-law to do it or the only thing that pulls me away from the Bob Bed look is like, um, did you ever see like the kits they make to make the JK a truck? Yeah, yeah. that's what it kind of ends up sort of looking like. It's cleaner, but it's still like nah, it's not the Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. And then some people complain the bed's not long enough. You know, like. Like you can't work out of it. You know, hear that complaint from from truck guys. I test drove the diesel one. Mm-hmm. The Gladiator. Yeah. There's one in the parking lot. It's sweet. It is sweet. The noise it makes is awesome. Yeah. You know what you remind me of? What? Talking. No, no. You sound like one of the guys off the Duck Commander. Oh, jeez. Jace. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> Definitely not Cy. I would have put Cy. I said Jace. Wow, Cy. That's funny. Yeah. Shelby's well, from Dover, Tennessee. Yeah. Well, I'm technically but he, Mound. Well, oh. he went to East Stewart, but he, uh, but he's from I went Dover. to North Stewart. North Stewart, oh. sorry. East Stewart's rougher. North side. <laughs> East Stewart. <laughs> well, there's a North, so there's got to be. There's two elementary schools. One Is there a South Stewart and a North Stewart? No, he just got Dover Elementary. And then North Stewart. Yeah. They could have just named it Stewart if there's only one. There's already a Stewart in another county. Uh, yeah. the which, by county. the way, for those of you that so, are from the south, he's saying Stewart. Different county. 
I don't know, they're weird down there. Up there. But yeah. It's a little like northwest of Nashville. Yeah. No, you're still yeah. like two hours, right? Two hours, yeah. Two hours from he Nashville? Basically, I you were like 40 minutes. No, he's closer to Kentucky. Yeah, I'm like 30. I actually grocery shop in Kentucky because there's no tax on food. That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. How far are you from? Two percent tax on like food. Like thirty-five here in minutes from Murray, Kentucky. Now, can you use your EBT in Kentucky? I don't have EBT. <laughs> Harder than cash. Her, her cash. Burning dirt at the gypsum plant. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, is the Kentucky Pride chicken different in Kentucky? No, it's not the same. <laughs> you know, I haven't eaten at Raising Cane's yet. Never. Remember we had a raisin We're getting cane. one in Nashville. Uh, I was about to say that. I've always eaten there now. when I've gone to Georgia games, but huh. Brad's probably never been to Athens for a football game in his life. I've been drinking in Athens, but I've never been there for a football game. Well, I've never been into the stadium, but I've been there to tailgate before it's a game. Back when it was crazy, because they shut a lot of it down. Really? Yeah, I was. That I would go up there in like 2008 or nine. You know, it was still crazy then. It was crazy then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Glenn Seegers, you the man, used to throw some real good, so strong on the speakers. He would be at the Georgia Theater before it burned down, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Athens the night the Georgia Theater burned down, and I was huh. concerned I was the they one that was involved in it. I don't think so, but uh-huh. I'm not sure if I was there or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we weren't. We were at Glenn Seegers' house that night. I got witnesses. Um, but anyways, long story short, Gladiator. Would you 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 said last podcast that you thought about getting one? Are y'all? I'm still considering buying one. Nicole doesn't want the the truck bed. Why? Um, because she likes the ability to just like throw stuff in the back, like groceries. I can so, see that. So originally, when we talked about buying a JL or a JT, she's like, "I'll get the Gladiator if you'll put a truck bed cover on it." And I was like. Nah. I don't want to cover it's a truck. If I want to throw something in the back, so like now the flat one or like the boot box, use with the roll up one, anything you know, like it. Now I can't just throw something in the bed. That's true. You know what I mean? Like it takes away that. But um, no, she was like, if you'll put some kind of tonneau on it, we'll run it. So now I'm like, maybe I would do a tonneau of some sort and, and put it in the back because, like, what's kind of cool about when you have a truck bed, you can do like a half rack. You put your rooftop mm-hmm. tent back there. I do like You've got towing packs. ability. It seems like you can just bring way more gear into a deck system. Yeah. There's so many things you can do that it opens up with a truck bed that doesn't exist in the JL. Now, it's longer. You think about some of the trails we do at Windrock get tight to have to oh, get that little, thing in and yeah. out. 20, was it 21 or 22? 22. I mean, we'd have definitely... That hairpin run back in yeah. the hill. Scrape. Everybody scraped. Yeah. So that would be a tight one. Um, and then, like you say, you got to worry about the overhang. So you got to think about what armor you're going to run. Do you want to, what size lift? It would be, it's a little bit more goes into planning out a build on a JT, but I'd still like to have one. You know, if the money was right, I'd just get a JT and she could keep her JL. But I'll, right now, the truck I can afford that's built by Jeeps in 1998. <laughs> 1988 Jeep Comanche. <laughs> You don't have to worry about overhanging that old thing. Single cab, <laughs> Data Thirty Five in the back. I've seen you jump it off of a log. You can a do fallen tree. Actually. There's it's nothing you can't do. Thirty Five in the rear. Yeah, I got a uh, Data Thirty Five in the rear. Wow. Yeah, 
It's only got 32s on it right now, Shelby, so we're okay. <laughs> it bounced, though. He jumped it straight off a fallen tree up a hill. He got We've it. drifted it down trails. That thing yeah. is awesome. What it really needs is an AX-15. Once it has that, there's no stopping me. Right now, that Peugeot transmission <laughs> is the worst thing I've ever owned. It's the most difficult shifting piece of junk that Jeep ever had, ever. <laughs> but I'll eventually do an advanced adapters kit and an AX-15, and it'll be awesome. But once I get that, watch out, because it'll be axle swap, 40s, <laughs> hydro steer, full cage, all that. There's some cool rock crawler. That'll be me. Custom flatbed, all that. Coming down the pipe. No, I don't think flatbed would be. Gotta you, have it. You would yeah. wheel a flatbed? Yeah, because oh, then you can, sure. do, you can do cut-ins, like indentions in the back. Uh, so you can run your 40s and they can just... What do they call that? That's pretty much just like a cage without the back cage. You no, it's I mean? like you bring the bedsides you, in. You're basically tubbing yeah. the bedsides yeah. in the flatbed. So then there's just all kind of room. Okay. You know, put some forward axles underneath it. Yeah, do a 4 9-inch. Yeah. Do a no, I'm talking, I'm talking 14 oh, bolts. <laughs> okay. okay. A 4 9-inch would be sweet. That would be cool. Um, no, really, if I was going to do anything on it, I'd probably put some, uh, like, G2, like, TJ width axles or something yeah. underneath it, 44s or something, and it'd just be cool to run 35s on the thing, um, but that's way down the road. But I do, for those listening, have a little bit of exciting news for it, like, we've gotten some Corbo seats for it. I got bumpers coming for it. So the last video I did on it was build a $3,000 Comanche. The next video will be build a $5,000 Comanche. <laughs> so it's going to get bumpers, nice. some nice seats, and then I've got a couple other add-ons. I'm doing some stuff in the interior um, that's going to be kind of like DIY custom stuff. It doesn't cost you a lot of money, but you just got to put in a little bit of time. Nice. Um, maybe put some rattle can bed liner on the fenders for short term. <laughs> And then we're going to look at some cooler fiberglass down the road. On it. So, um, But it's I've just decided I'm going to keep it for a really long time. So if I blow the you know transmission, I'm going to put an X-15. And that's kind of what's going to come down to is one day it'll show up in the shop on a flatbed and I'll just have to order my trans. But <laughs> till then, I'll keep grinding it. <laughs> Grind it until you find it. That's it. I know where the gear's at. It just don't want to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, any final thoughts? Shelby's got a six-hour drive home, so we're not going to hold them too late on here. But um, any final thoughts? Like the segment on recovery today, any thoughts on recovery or the Gladiator or even like building trail-specific or or just anything in general? We're going to Windrock in, in a week, so you excited about that? Next weekend. Yeah. Next weekend we're going to Windrock. Yeah, so I'm prepping. So I People am... will hear this. So this is Thursday the... 10th so they'll hear it friday morning the 11th okay so they'll if, if you listen to it you'll have one week you got a week to listen to this so you'll get to know yeah um and if you're in east texas i'll be at barnwell mountain on uh, this weekend on the 13th sunday morning yeah come on out and raise cane with me after that we'll be at winrock winrock sunday we'll be willing sunday yep you um, excited about that i am is um, the jk ready jk's ready i did my maintenance mm-hmm um, so I replaced the thermostat and O2 sensor. Yep. Uh, but I've been getting ready with, um, organizing my recovery gear. Cool. Or just any trail stuff I will have with me just so I know where it is. Thank you. Yeah. access. Um, I'm going to have. Down, so it's not 
going everywhere when you're hitting these rocks. I'm going to have a Rockman fabrication uh, oh, yeah. drawer system on my JL yeah, for that trip. Yeah, about that. So if you guys are interested in like a nice cool drawer system for a JK or JL, we just became a dealer for those guys. I had their drawer system in the LJ. So if you check out the video from Windrock, you'll get to see the drawer system being used. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It locks. Um, I'm going to put, not for this trip, but, but uh, we're going OBX three weeks from now. I'm going to put a fridge slide on it. So I can put my fridge on there, slide the fridge out, have all my cooking stuff going on in the drawer. But for Windrock, I'm going to do all my recovery gear in the drawer. Um, and maybe a couple of cheese crystals, just in case. Yeah. cheesies. All right. Wrap it up, Shelby. Uh, Don't ruin this. This has been a good podcast. <laughs> it comes down to you. you got to be clutch. I, myself, I need to step up my recovery game. Okay. I don't really have... I have a winch. Like, when it snowed this last time up, up where I live... You guys have been um, getting a lot of snow. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy because we don't ever get snow like that. Like, well, it's global warming, you know. <laughs> well, I was trying to pull somebody out of the ditch, and my Jeep was sliding on the snow, and I—I I mean, I was kind of on the hill, but I was like, "Man, I need something to." But all I have is my hook. I don't you have do, no. You got new tires? Now I do, yeah. But uh, I need to get some shackles and tree saver. Yep. I'd like to get a rope. Just a regular old rope, like yeah, a rope man. kinetic <laughs> rope. <right? laughs> I mean, you could. You can go out and buy some rope at Home Depot. Get you some rope. <laughs> Get you some rope. Get a ratchet strap. I've used ratchet straps. I have too. Yeah. <laughs> one inch wide ones. Now, let me give a solid piece of advice. If you go to buy yourself a toe strap, and if it has metal hooks on it, do not buy that. <laughs> that is not a good piece of recovery equipment. That is dangerous. You need loops at the end. You If you're going to... Honestly, you need to have at least two inch wide straps. Right, and three foot, four foot would be even better. But if you're looking at straps, thirty by two, without the metal hooks, you're gonna want <laughs> something else. If if those hooks go flying, you can poke an eye out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we hope you drive back safe on your new thirty sevens, and and we'll see uh, both you guys up at Windrock. Um, you know, in, a, in about a week or so, and uh, I'm excited. Uh, I just gotta get back from Texas. There's, I got some new tires going on the JL. Yeah. A couple little prep things. We gotta uh, right now we're we're fixing up uh, the transfer case, put a new transfer case, and uh, Brandon's XJ. And then we gotta regear Kyle's because he chipped two teeth off yeah. in the parking lot somehow. We've all been there. Well, not all of us. <laughs> you and Avery have, have been yeah. there. So um, we gotta fix that. So if the, all that stuff gets done, plus the customer work, we'll be happy, relaxed at Windrock. Get to run some trails, and it should be a good time. And then two weeks after that, we'll be at OBX, and uh, we got a lot of a lot of other trips and uh, shows we'll be attending this year. I'd like to thank my two guests for coming out. You guys got anything else? Mm-mm. No. All right. Well, I'm Jeep and Bub. I hope there's an adventure in your future. Eat your prunes, and we'll be seeing you.